Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. I'm your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. And uh, I've got my Mickey ears on today. Okay, not really. I'm not that much of a dark. I don't walk around <laughs> with Mickey ears at home. However, Jane might. I don't know. Jane, do you wear them around the house? All the time. <laughs> All the time. Well, there you go. All right. Now, uh, if you've been listening to this podcast for a hot minute, then you know I'm into Disney in a big way. And this includes those Disney parks. And, uh, you know, when people say it's my happy place, yada, yada, it really is, at least for me. Um, that's that's just totally me. I, I do love it. So we've said on multiple shows uh, that we're going to do this. And I finally decided it was time. This is the first. I, I think this one's going to drop first. So you should listen in order. Um, this is going to be the first of a four-part series, Fangirling the Walt Disney World Resort Parks. Don't worry, Disneyland. You know where my heart is. (laughs) We will get to you uh, a little bit later, but we're going to start with Walt Disney World. Uh, Now, before we talk about the parks, we're going to talk about this little fake drama that has come up all over the internet. If you're on Facebook, if you're on Twitter, you have probably seen this discussion. And uh, Jane is with me. I'm going to real quick introduce Jane because... If you listen to other podcasts with me before, then you will probably recognize her. She was the Star Wars fangirl. Uh, she went from zero to Star Wars crazy fan. Uh, and uh, we've also talked about reality TV and Big Brother before. So, hey, Jane, what's up? Hi. And uh, Jane, tell us a little bit about yourself. She's our literal resident Disney World expert. She lives right outside the gates of Walt Disney World. And so she's there like all the time. What else do you want to tell us, Jane? I mean, that's pretty much the biggest thing about me. I'm always here. I am living in my happy place. I love reality television outside of obsessing about Disney and Star Wars and um now it's Patty's fault, but it's Marvel. It's 100% Marvel all the time here. <laughs> My job here is done. <laughs> That's what I'm up to. All right. All right. Now, Jane, you've just confessed that you're this huge Disney World fangirl. How many children do you have? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is, we're just going to like lean in here and jump in on this ridiculous conversation that's been flying all over the internet. Now it's, it's kind of actually a two-parter. Now, first of all, Jane, and I don't know if you, if you saw this one or not, I'm sure you did, that there was this expletive rant that somebody in some Facebook, you know, group wrote and it's been screenshot and all over the place, basically saying it's a mom who is complaining that these millennials are ruining her Disney world for her children. And have you seen that one? I have. (laughs) Okay. Fun fact. It's totally fake. It's not real. I have, I have a friend who is in some crazy Facebook group and she, she pointed out, she's like, guys, this originated in our Facebook group where we all essentially like the, the gist in that Facebook group is that they act like they're boomers. They're not, they're, they're Gen Xers, but they act like they're baby boomers. And so they're always complaining about millennials <laughs> and Gen X and whatever. And so some, oh some dude, some dude put this together and wrote this crazy, insane, over the top complaint, like as a joke in the group, but the whole group is, a, you know, that's like their stick, right? That, that's what they do. <clears throat> they joke right. around about different things. 
<laughs> Next thing you know, somebody decides to screenshot it, shares it one place, shares it another place, and it's gone viral. <laughs> And it's all fake. It's not even real. It's, I mean, don't get me oh, wrong. Right. Don't get me wrong. There might be people out there who really feel that way. I'm sure there are. But I thought that was hilarious. So in answer to this fake post, because again, that's how the internet works these days. Nobody tries to find out the or- origin of anything or tries to find these people. <laughs> in, in answer to this, the New York uh, Post decides to chime in. And, you know, as someone who works on the in, in online space and, and viral stuff, you know, you love to see that this dude's, this dude's gone viral, like in a big, big way. And I know nobody over there is even sad about it at all, but it's just such full of crap. It's so stupid. I read this and just shook my head going, come on, man. And I'm a mom. Like I have all these kids. And, but anyway, so he went on to say that things like millennials are stupid and they're just spending all this money and all their time to go to Disney world. Instead, they could be spending that same amount of money to go on a European vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like maybe they've already been, you don't know their story. Exactly. Exactly. And maybe they just, don't want to go. Do you know how long it right. takes on a plane <laughs> to go to Europe? It's, I mean, you know, it just might be a, literally a matter of of convenience that this is just easier for them. But on top of that, Disney parks are awesome, and there's a fun vacation. So, wh- what are you what are you talking about, Johnny? Like, back off, right? <laughs> <laughs> he went on to complain that, like, uh, he said that a recent quiz or something, uh, a survey. He said a recent survey came out that said that 75% of non-parent millennials were interested in going to a theme park this year. And he has an issue with that. <laughs> like, why Why do you have such – who hurt you, Johnny? Like, what's wrong? Did you, did you not? <laughs> who hurt you? Who hurt you? Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, J- Jane, you're not, you're not technically millennial. Um, by the the age range that he puts out there, I think it's like um, eighty one to ninety three is what he's including in that age range. Right. But here you are, a child childless woman who has a blast every time you go, and you go frequently. And you and what did you just do this morning? You just told me. <laughs> and I just booked a Christmas trip to Disneyland because that's what I do. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So Johnny. No, no, sweetie. I mean, I, we know you're in it for the clicks, and I'm sure you got all the clicks that you wanted, but your point is invalid. Yes. <laughs> we reject it. <laughs> we reject it. You've been canceled. <laughs> you have completely, completely been canceled. I mean, all right, moving on, moving on. Now, the whole point of this discussion today is to talk about how awesome Hollywood Studios is. And this may be, you know, somewhat surprising for people who have heard me before and, and how much I love Hollywood and how much I love the movies and the movie making process and and that sort of thing. Hollywood Studios has actually, up until very recently, not been not even been a park that I've gone into <laughs> for more than 15 minutes. I spent years where I would I would make the trip over to Hollywood Studios in order to go in, ride rock and roll roller coaster pick up a carrot cake cookie, and leave. That was it. That was my extent of spending time at Hollywood Studios because I just didn't like it. Didn't like it. Huh. That's changed. Yeah, yeah, that's that's changed. That's changed. But uh, that was that was the way I did 
just yeah, I just I, I definitely was one of those voters for this is a half day park and um, there's just not that much there and it's uninteresting and it's weird to say that as somebody who likes the movies and everything like I do. But Hollywood Studios has changed a lot from when they first. It has. Yeah, when it when it first came out. When it first came out, it was called MGM Studios, right? Yes. And we had a different feel, and you could actually watch commercials or movies being filmed on a sound set. Like there was a lot. And I do remember going on one of the tours where I could overlook, and I think it was the Meryl Street movie, The Room. I think that's what it was called, uh, that was being filmed. And I remember seeing all of that when I was in my, this was in the early 90s. And you could see a working movie being filmed. You could actually watch animators drawing live, like, Back when this was before they did computer animation as much as they do now. Um, but I remember, you know, being able to peek in and watch them as they worked. They had them kind of on yes, display. They did. They did. <laughs> and you and you so so that I do that was really cool. And we had a great time going back then, but then it, it made this big shift and it this big change. And it's just now getting back to the point where I I'm putting it higher on my, you know, get to Hollywood Studios sooner rather than later in my trips list. With that being said, tell me a little bit about like your history with the park. What do you remember from, you know, any early years or experiences that you can talk about uh, with Hollywood Studios? You know, it's it's so hard for me to remember any one specific time or my first time or any of that because I grew up on Disney and um, I wasn't always local. I only moved here. I think I'm almost at six years now, but you know, we always lived up North and we would come down here four, five, six, seven, a bajillion times a year (laughs) on vacation. (laughs) And you know, there were, when I was very, very young, it was always like one trip and it was must see all the things, right? So we had to go, 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 go from sunrise to sunset. And then as I got older and we came more frequently, it became more leisurely and, and um, you know, we approached the parks a bit differently, but I always loved when I was younger, I had done, we had done the universal trip, um, down here in Orlando, we had also done Universal out in California. So when it used to be like that working studio, take a backlot tour, all that fun, it kind of gave you that universal feel. But I got to be in Disney, which was really where my happy place was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it has evolved over the years. And in the last couple of years, it's been it's been tough at Hollywood Studios with a lot of the changes that they're making. But, you know, it's going to be a great park. <laughs> well, you know, it, I, I think a couple of things coincided together for me, which now makes Hollywood Studios more interesting to me. First of all, I was a big old chicken anyway, and I took a long time before I would ride Rock and Roller Roller Coaster, and I took a even longer time <laughs> before I would ride Tower of Terror. And those are the two big those were the two big, big rides yes. uh, at, at the at the parks, and I am definitely a, a ride person. I the shows are fine. I, I'll go sit if I need air conditioning. You know, I'll go watch a show, but I would much rather stand in line and get some thrills on. Uh, but I avoided the park because I was like, well, I don't even ride those two things, and I, I like Star Tours, but not over and over again. Uh, that is definitely a w- one ride a day um, experience for me. <laughs> it's just so jerky. Um, so, so yeah, I, I really avoided it a lot. And then I went to it was it was 
this was only, oh my gosh, this was only a little bit over a year ago when I started going back to Hollywood Studios. Oh boy. I, yeah, yeah. I went to, uh, <laughs> I went to Pixar's, uh, Pixar Animation Studio for a press trip in, in actual California and Emeryville and in Pixar. And, Oh, that was awesome and amazing. And so I wanted to take some pictures in fake Pixar that was set up at Hollywood Studios when I went there for the Star Wars uh, half half marathon weekend. And that was the first time I had actually walked the entirely completely through that park in years. And I was like, oh, wow, there's actually really a lot of interesting things here. And look at all these details and look at all these cute things. And Anyway, I spent a lot of time in Hollywood Studios that trip, and it was right before Toy Story Land opened. And then I got to go on a press trip to open to the opening day, the opening weekend of Toy Story Land. And ever since then, I have fallen back in love with with Hollywood Studios, and it's back higher up on the list. <laughs> I will go there on every trip now, and it's just getting even better because this massive, amazing, immersive. Star Wars experience is coming. But before we get to Star Wars, let's talk a little bit about Toy Story Land. You were there on opening day, right? I was. And I'm sorry, but I'm going to need a minute. I don't understand how I let you not go to this park until a year ago. Dude, I don't know where you were. But yeah, you you, you did not enforce it. You did not drag me by the hand. You did not make me. <laughs> because there's so, like, I'm thinking back to things that are also now gone. And I'm like, you missed those things. And now I'm mad. <laughs> Yeah, I, I missed a lot. I missed a lot. And uh, I just, yeah, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't I don't know where my head was, my heart was, but I was not interested. I was not down for it. And you were not there to make me do it. So I have to do a better job. <laughs> I blame you, Jane. I blame That's you, what Jane. I'm learning. <laughs> um, yes, but we're going to make up for that with Star Wars. We're, we we're are. Gonna, we we're are. Gonna, we're going to spend some good time there together. Um, <laughs> so, right, yes, so- I was there on opening day for Toy Story. <laughs> So what was that experience like? Because that's one thing I have not done. I don't think I've, I was there a couple of days before as part of press. So I didn't have the experience that you had. I did. It was very cool. I was one of the first, you know, a couple thousand people, I guess, to see the land and to ride Slinky Dog, which is so much fun. So I, I definitely had that experience, which is on a different level than what you did though. And I love what you were able to tell me about going in and, and the excitement of that. So tell me, t- walk us kind of through that. What was that? Yeah. Like? So um, to be completely transparent, I had gone into Toy Story Land actually the day before, but it wound up getting rained out and it didn't matter. Cause I had already determined that I was going on opening day regardless. I love Toy Story. It's one of my all time favorites. Um, and we will not talk about Toy Story 4, but <laughs> um, I had plans with friends and we we had a game plan. We wanted it to be special. We wanted to be there on opening day. We woke up super early. We figured this was no different than us getting up for any run Disney race that we would get up in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. So we did the same thing and we packed a backpack but with snacks and drinks we got to the entrance of Toy Story about, I think we got there about like 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. There wasn't really a ton of people, but I'd say it was probably a, probably like 200 people outside, which may sound like a lot. But, you know, that big open area outside of Hollywood Studios holds a lot of people. Everyone was super nice and just like you could just feel like that excitement that kind of was around. They kept us at the turnstiles till about 6 o'clock. 
And they, they, I, all of the cast members, they played games with us. They just kept reminding us to, you know, walk, don't run, don't push anybody, <laughs> be nice, you know, all those gentle reminders of like be a decent human. Now, Jane, Jane, I have a question. With all the people that you're hanging out with, uh, were there a lot of children in that group? I can honestly say I don't remember a ton of children. Yeah. I, I, I think there was... I think there was like a handful of younger kids. When I say younger, I'm really bad with ages, but I would probably say that they were, you know, at least seven. Mm -hmm. You probably didn't see anyone's younger than that. Mm -hmm. But I would say for the most part, there definitely were some teenagers, but... I don't ever remember seeing any really little babies, but to be honest, I'm not sure I would have even looked. We <laughs> were, because there was like, yeah, you know, there was, and I can understand, I'm not a parent, but I can understand like that might be hard, rough to do in the middle of the night. Everyone was just sort of excited and they just wanted to be there and be first. And really everybody just wanted to beat the heat. Yeah. They said, you know, hey, what we're going to do is we're going to have you all tap in, you know, go through the the tap ins with your magic bands. And then we're going to walk you to the back of the park and we're going to have you guys wait outside of Toy Story Land. So they were trying to really just clear the crowd at the front of the park. And it was Mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. six o'clock, six ten or so. And they started to let us all in and people started to get excited and nobody was running, but there was definite, you know, fast walking. And I was like, pretty sure I'm walking faster than I do when I race. Um, and then an announcement came over like the PA system, which you never hear like a PA announcement in the Disney parks. No, you really don't. No. And it, they said, Something about like Andy really wants you guys to have a great day, so he decided to open the backyard early. And it was like everybody was like, Oh my gosh, because it wasn't supposed to open till like eight o'clock. So here it is two hours earlier. We were so excited. And then when you got to Toy Story Land, they opened Toy Story Land by marching the Green Army men marched in with a drum line. And everybody was awesome. So it was was just so magical. And the day before we had made jokes about like, oh my gosh, how many people are going to be like crying and and getting like super emotional. And there we were all crying (laughs) with our tears with the giant Woody and (laughs) the slinky dog going and the music. And we were like, it's so great. It's, it's so well done and it's so impressive. So I mean, well my, done. My only complaint is I wanted it. I want it bigger. I wanted more um, because, especially as you experienced it with with all those people, the first um, that first week is I, I saw the pictures and it was insane. Um, and it's really hot back there. I don't know what the deal is. Yes, with the asphalt or. I don't know, but it was, it was just really, because I, like I said, I was there two days before and it was just so dang hot, but, uh, but yeah, that's awesome. And it's, and it's really neat. It's a really great welcome addition. I think that that was my other minor complaint about um, Toy Story is as far as attractions for younger children, there weren't a whole lot. So when I was bringing my babies to Hollywood studios, we, we were doing the shows and we were doing a lot of, you know, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. which are fine, but you know, I wanted, uh, I wanted them to be able to do something you can't do anywhere else, you know, like these attractions. And so 
I was really happy when they opened this up and uh, the kids got a chance to see Toy Story Land because it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, for me, you know, you know how much I love Disneyland. And for me, this was our closest thing to Cars Land. Yeah. You know? And, and yeah. that kind of, I'm completely in this world. So, um, I it's mean, no cars land, but it's close. <laughs> right. Like, and that's it. It's no cars land, but it's the closest we've gotten so far. And I know that some people will say that Pandora kind of does that, but no one really wants to talk about Avatar. So <laughs> nobody does. Nobody does. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that's that's for that's for a different show. When I, the one where I complain about. In fact, I actually recorded that already. <laughs> I, I listened to rant. it this week. <laughs> yeah, I went on a rant earlier about how stupid Avatar is, and I'm so glad that Ava- the uh, Avengers knocked him out of first place. Yay! Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's just there's just not that connection that uh, with that franchise, and maybe someday there will be. Maybe the next movies will be so amazing and, and awesome, and I will be singing a totally different tune. And I have no problem saying I was wrong, but I don't think it'll happen. I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I, I, I don't know that I'm going to watch it at all, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, exactly. Do you have memories of the old Hollywood studios, like with the backstage tour and, and I, I do experience. Okay. Do you, I don't want to say, is that better or worse or what? It's different, right? It's just a it's different, different set of experiences, but there's also Everybody on Diz Twitter, for example, has an opinion on if we're ruining Epcot by adding Guardians of the Galaxy there, or if we are ruining Hollywood Studios by taking the studios part out of it. I I don't know. How do you, how do you feel about that? Do you have feelings about it? Do you care either way? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, part of me is like, do I care either way? No. Most people that know me know I'm a big defender of the company in general as a business. Um, So I always see things through the eyes of it's a business, it's a profit, like regardless Mm -hmm. of our emotional attachment to it. But I also am very easily able to emotionally detach from things. So that's a whole other conversation (laughs) for a completely different podcast. Um, Do we need to start (laughs) sessions on the couch? (laughs) You're my therapist, but a whole other thing. With Hollywood studios, I think as with movies in general, they've evolved. They've evolved since since I was young and riding a backlot tour and watching them make Catastrophe Canyon or I don't even know which one had Catastrophe Canyon. They both had some sort of water feature with a volcano, you know, or climbing mm-hmm. around the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids playground or, you know, those kinds of or New York street that had the perspective. So you could look like you were in a neighborhood and then you looked on the other side and you were in San Francisco, you know, having that kind of experience is great, but movies have evolved so far from those kinds of shoots that Mm -hmm. I would expect that the park would evolve with it. Right. Like nowadays you would walk onto a set and it's a bunch of green screens. <laughs> it's green screen, right. Exactly. It's green screen and like, you know, foam pits. And- <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's, that's a really, that's a really good point. I remembered because when we got married, that was our 
semi honeymoon. We, we took it months later because Rob had, he was in the army and he had some training he had to do. And anyway, mm-hmm. we ended up going to Disney World and we went to Hollywood Studios specifically, uh, or MGM as it was back then because we old. Uh, we went to MGM and I do remember going on those tours and seeing all those things like I mentioned before. And I have fond memories of that. However, you know, I think you're right. It's just, it's very different the way movies are done now. So I want to say they had like the the front of the leave it to beaver house out there that you drove past, like as an example. And they did say, this is the set. This is exactly what it looked like when they filmed it. It was just the front of the house. It wasn't even an actual, you know, it wasn't even an actual real house. Like nowadays, uh, you know, they pretty much do that. Or when I went to the Warner brothers, Tour. I don't know if you've done that in mm-hmm. LA, but like, you know, you're seeing the Gilmore house, right? Or whatever it's called. I don't watch that show. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. I, I know I'm hurting you today. I am physically <laughs> giving you pain. <laughs> Jane, that'll be the next like convince Patty to start watching a uh, discussion. <laughs> it's going to yep. be Gilmore Girls. Coming soon. <laughs> That's right. Coming soon. Uh, I need my kids to get back in school so I can, you know, binge watch Gilmore Girls all day. Sorry, guys. Yeah, so it is. It's just very different than it was, and I, I, I don't feel like it's ruining things. I feel like I am also on the on the side of a. It's a business, but then B, there's there is something to be said for changing and refreshing and trying something different and doing something different and showing us something different. And I think that's just what studios is doing. Is it's just kind of evolving with what the what what the people want to an extent, right? As far as Galaxy's Edge is concerned, do you, I guess Hollywood Studios is the perfect place to put it because that makes the most sense, yes, right? agreed. Okay. So that's going to be, I am curious to see how the Walt Disney World crowds are compared to the Disneyland crowds because when I, I interviewed, I did four, a four episode thing on Galaxy's Edge already, just Galaxy's Edge, talking to people who have been there, who've been there multiple times, who would just went there once and had their true feelings for the land. And every single one of them had nothing but positive glowing things to say. That being said, you hear all these rumors about how it's dead and how it's a flop and how there's nothing to do there and how it's boring and all of that. I'm like, wait a minute, wait, that is not what that is not the conversation that I had with these people who thought it was amazing. So I am super curious to see how it goes over at Walt Disney World because those are uh, Disneyland loving, mostly annual pass holders right. that I interviewed. So they are, of course, of a certain heart and a certain feel where. Disney World is, you know, we're having this one big trip of a lifetime and we're going to Disney World. You know, they're that kind of visitor. So I will be curious to see how this one goes over. But uh, I will also be there in a couple of short weeks. And I'm so excited about that. Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, do you have um, do you have like a one word reaction to this park that that kind of sums it up for you? And you can't use magical. I think. Hmm. I think mine is nostalgic. Okay. Because there is a lot of old school details, you know, homages that they have there to either the old park or the old way of making movies. And I think that that's, it's well mixed in with the newness and, 
the bright and shiny new lands and galaxy's edge and everything else that will come out of it. So um, like one of my favorite things about it is Christmas at Hollywood studios, which has only been really the last couple of years. I think since they, since the Osborne lights left, which was a big piece of Christmas there. Um, I wasn't a huge Osborne lights fan because it like sent my organizational skills, which are very lacking. But for some reason I got there and I was like, I need to clean this up. This is way too much for me. Like, like this is just a mess. Like if I want to hang out in a mess, I'll just go home. Like it, it was a lot, but that was the point, that's of, the point it. of it. Right. And, and that's fine. So like if everyone loves it, fabulous. And it did dance lights and do all its magic. The last couple of years they've, they do a show on the Tower of Terror and they light up the streets and the decorations are these like old school 50s like feel. And it just has this, it reminds me of like my grandmother's Christmas. Like it feels like I'm in the middle of like a Christmas Hallmark movie. And also I should put this out there. I don't love Christmas. I don't obsess about Christmas. I don't obsess about Christmas movies. I don't mm-hmm. like Halloween is my gig. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but Christmas at Hollywood studios is absolutely magical. And so I think, I, I think they're doing a really good job with Hollywood studios. And I'm, I'm excited to hear about after galaxy's edge opens, then what? Because there's going to be more. We all know it. You know, obviously we have Mickey's Runaway, what is it? Runaway Railway. Yeah. And that that was actually supposed to open in October. And it's been pushed back to next spring, I believe. So, and and that's the first, I've completely forgot. I'm glad you brought that up because I completely forgot about that ride. This is the first Mickey Mouse specific ride ever in any of the Disney parks, which is it's just crazy to think about that that they never that they, they never did that before. But I, 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 you know, as a Disney dork, I like that it's tied into Hollywood Studios specifically as well because you know that's what Walt did is he went off to Hollywood. That's <laughs> how this started. Drawing Mickey <laughs> on a napkin, yeah, right. So and it was actually on a train where that happened, and uh, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited with that juxtaposition of, of putting it all together that way. I forgot about that ride coming, but yeah, you're right. After that, there's, there haven't been any big announcements of anything that's coming. Oh, the other thing I really enjoyed, which surprised me was the little, uh, the cars. They, they did something with, um, lightning McQueen, uh, lightning McQueen racing Academy. It's like way tucked back in the far reaches of the park, but it was an additional show that they added and it, and it was enjoyable and it's really cute. And even as an adult watching it, I was entertained and I thought that was like a nice little perk because cars, kids love cars. They just love that show so much. So uh, I definitely think they're, they're adding some things and they're freshening things up and they're trying to get to people like me to actually come spend time in the park. And Hey, Disney, it's working. I mean, you know that. I know you know that, but it's working. It's working. Uh, <laughs> I laugh because you can definitely, you know, I assume with my magic band, they're tracking every movement I make all over uh, <laughs> all over the park. So they were like, ah, see here. It was when we started Toy Story Land. That's when she started coming back. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's when we got Patty back. <laughs> we were wondering why she didn't like us. <laughs> but look how fast she goes in and out of Pandora, huh? <laughs> Same Z's. Hey, how come she only comes here for the food? 
Well, I don't even go there for the food. I don't even like the Pandora food. I don't, I, okay. That's <laughs> I'm such a Pandora hater. <laughs> I literally I am, only go for the food. I am not a Hollywood Studios hater anymore. I love it. It, it. And it's definitely growing on me. And like I said, I think once Galaxy's Edge kicks off and I think once that second ride actually kicks off, that's going to be yes. the, that sounds like it's going to be the true hero, mm-hmm, the, the hero of the whole entire park. So uh, can't wait, can't wait. Okay. Do you have, do you have any suggestions for a fangirl taking their first trip to this particular park? Anything that you want them to look for or point out um, or pay attention to that they might miss? It, it's kind of, I don't know. I kind of think the park is a little messy in that, you know, you have like old school Hollywood in one section and then, you know, so it's not as cohesive um, anymore as I think once it used to be. But um, what, what suggestion would you give somebody just for things to look for or to, to do that might not be, you know, something that the average person would have on their list? I am a big details person. So um, like I could spend hours just in Toy Story Land alone looking at all the details and oh my gosh, look, they wrote a letter from Andy's mom over here and, and you know, how the bathrooms are decorated and how they have the cooties sign right above the bathroom and (laughs) (laughs) all of that. Like I, I can spend hours in there and I feel like every time I go, I find something new. Um, But I've also really tried to, start paying a little more attention to those kind of details when I go to different places in the park and not even just that park in all the parks, because, you know, if you are coming for a first time, it's so quick to just run from ride to ride and fast pass to fast pass and reservation to reservation. And you miss some of that magic. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I would say look for look for the hidden Mickey's go meet the characters, take the walk down Pixar place get there early, like (laughs) take it easy. Like, and people will tell you it's a half day park. It can be done in a half day. It's not, there isn't a ton that is currently open there, but um, you can make more out of that. If you, if you take your time and you really look at things and it's, it's just a great, it's a great spot to hang out. It's a great relaxation place. I love it. Yeah, I do. I do too. I mean, I, and I definitely agree with you as far as, uh, the slower pace, like I, you just don't feel like you have to rush in this park as much as I feel like that in some of the other right. parks that that I go to. Yes. So I definitely think I definitely think this can be a, a the, the the biggest uh, the biggest drawback at Hollywood Studios is lack of shade. There's just no shade. So uh, go and see the Frozen show <laughs> because it's hot. <laughs> That's a hot park. I booked us that fast pass because I was like, well, it'll be hot then. So we need a break. Let's go to Frozen. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Use that and look for Equity Ben. He is one of the um, actors in the Frozen show and he's great. And if you're an Instagram person, you can follow him on Instagram and he's he's just fantastic. He's, he's a lot of fun. But I I think that's I think we're going to sum that up with that's what we have with Hollywood Studios. Um, a lot of changes, a lot of changes in the work. Patty doesn't hate it anymore, so therefore this is a good thing. <laughs> Jane is going to take me around in a couple of weeks. We're going to spend some time there. It's going to be so exciting. Uh, so yeah, 
that that is it. Uh, this particular fangirling topic is I'm going to call it uh, <laughs> where Disney people. What do you mean? There's other vacations. That's going to be the little series name, and there are going to be more episodes. Uh, I do have. Um, Epcot and Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom set up to go. But I'm also going to cover Disneyland, uh, both parks over there. And I have somebody who is a huge fangirl of the international parks. She says that Shanghai Disney is the end-all, beat-all of all the Disneys. Who knew? So I'm going to talk to her about that as well. Uh, Guys, if you liked what you heard today, uh, or on any of the podcast episodes, please remember to leave a review, to subscribe, throw up those five stars. It helps other fangirls find us. And, you know, that's how algorithms work. And, and people just work is they want to hear that this is a good show before they take the time to take a listen. So I'd appreciate it anyway. Don't forget that every Monday I bring you the movie reviews on the Monday Movie Minute. And speaking of Hollywood... Well, you know what? This comes after that anyway. Go back to, (laughs) I am going to talk about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood on this week's Monday Movie Minute. Uh, Spoiler alert here. We are recording this on Sunday. So I'm going to talk about that on Monday, but this episode is actually going to come out on Thursday. So kind of reverse. So go back and listen to that because it has to do with Hollywood. And if you like Hollywood, like I see how we're like intertwining things. We're putting it all together. It's going to make sense. It'll make sense somehow. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, thanks for hanging out with us in Hollywood studios today on the No Guilt Fangirls podcast. We hope you'll come back to Fangirl with us again soon. Thanks, Jane. Thanks.